Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks for uh, joining me. Um, my uh, my next guest is Kathleen McEntee, and she's also a repeat guest. She's been with us uh, several times. Kathleen McEntee and Associates in La Quinta. That's in the desert, if you don't know. That's in California. But she's from Chicago. She's the founder and president of Kathleen McEntee and Associates Limited, which is a full-service marketing firm that provides support to privately held businesses. And uh, she has over 30 years of experience in marketing, communications, sales, and business development, operations, media, public relations, uh, C-level client relations, you name it. So she works with clients to help them best articulate who they are, what they do, and most importantly, what distinguishes them from their competition. And then she develops and executes the plan uh, to get the message right to the audience in the right places. Again, Kathleen's a native of Chicago. She resides in the Coachella Valley beautiful place in uh, in the desert in the uh, inland empire or i guess coachella valley is onto itself beyond the inland empire her passion is international travel she's visited six continents and the cultures that make our world rich kathleen i don't know if there's anything else to say except welcome to the show again thank you very much i appreciate it i appreciate the return invitation well, it, you know, it's when I hear interesting uh, content from guests, I, I always want to get them back. And uh, your information that we've talked about in the past about, again, all this branding, marketing, um, is always of interest to our listeners. So uh, tell us what you'd like to talk about today. I'd love to, love to dig into the, the topic with you. Um, I thought, you know, we... Um you mentioned provisors in uh, your last interview with Cindy. And we had a topic not too long ago that I thought was pretty good. And we asked everybody what was on their desk because, you know, it's really kind of hard to explain what you do. And I thought I'd kind of give you an, a preview of what we're working on right now and talk about some of the changes in marketing and what's coming up. Does that work for you? Yeah, I think that would be fascinating. Okay, great. So um, a few of the things that we're working on, uh, we, uh, we're a full-service marketing company, so we don't really specialize in any particular industry. And so we range from uh, business to consumer to business to business. Uh, recently, uh, we've been, we were retained by a manufacturer, actually manufacturer-distributor in the oil and gas business to update their brand. Um, they have nine locations. Everybody's kind of been doing their own thing, and they decided they should probably put a little more professional foot forward. So we're doing everything from getting social channels established to um, 
writing a brand styled guide, not that we're going to be the branding police, but so that everybody has the same PowerPoint layout and letterhead and we're writing profiles and we're updating the website and creating newsletters that they never had. And they have, they've been around since 1956, so they have a lot of people that they can talk to. So that's one of our projects. Um, we're also in the process of creating a brand for a homeowners association who merged the homeowners association with the golf course. So um, especially out in the Coachella Valley, um, it, we've got a lot of dated communities. And as many people know, the golf business has, be, has kind of declined over the last few years. And there's a lot of great communities with golf courses, but it's really a stretch to keep those golf courses alive and keep a lot of people on those golf courses. And so a while back, we, um, we were approached by this homeowners association to, um, in order to merge them, the people had to vote and to take it on. And so we um, helped them with a campaign and the vote passed. And then they called back and said, now we have to merge all this stuff. Can you help us out? So we're doing everything from creating new logos and writing copy to helping them figure out what their mission, vision, and values are so that we can articulate that and helping them with their employee brand because employees are ambassadors to every company. And even though people would put that in the HR silo, that's really in the marketing silo too because your employees are your ambassadors and they need to understand what's going on and help champion the cause. So we're involved in that. Uh, we've got press releases going for a couple of clients. We have uh, bi-monthly newsletters going on. Uh, we have a client, uh, I'll call it tchotchkes. Uh Some people call it swag, something we all get. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, that's very impactful these days. Uh, especially with all of the clutter from ads and all of the marketing, uh, all you know, everything that you're bombarded with. So we're working on sourcing stretch bands right now for a client. Uh, we, we have a number of organizations that we work with, which is pretty interesting. And then, of course, Christmas is around the corner, or I should say right. holiday. And so I'm buying a lot of media for another client, uh, for upcoming holiday promotions. And this time, I haven't done it in a while, but this year we are trying cinema, the, uh, the theater, because Q4 is a blockbuster usually for movies. And what better way to get the word out than when you have a captive audience? And advertising in, in theaters has changed dramatically in the last four or five years. So yes, it sure has. Of Oh, it's been unbelievable. The things they can do are, are incredible and uh, really opens a great door for, door for our client because they also have digital add-ons that actually kind of, it's almost like stalking, but following people home and representing your ads. So we're pretty excited about that as well. So we have a lot going on these days. Well, what, what do you do after lunch, though? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That, you you have <laughs> that's. <laughs> it sounds like you your mean, desk. What is, do I do is, after uh, five o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. But it sounds like you've got uh, so many different things going on. Let me ask you something. When you come into a client, 
Uh, and um, like the first client you mentioned, um, there were a lot of projects going on with, with all the situations you talked about, but especially the first one, um, you had everything from branding to the website to uh, you know, advertising and messaging to their employees. Where, where do you typically think it, you get the best uh, bang for your buck as a as an client, uh, what what's the first project that's going to make the most sense for them? You know that's a great question. Uh, when these folks called us in, they said we re- were referred in by somebody else, and they said you know so and so you know raise about you, and we at the time and and there's the people that recommended us are still clients. We very narrow, very narrowly support them. We support them on social media, and we support them with a kind of ad hoc advertising needs. And so these folks called us and said, "Well, you know, we think we need to do something with branding. We're not quite sure what. We're told you know what you're doing. Can you come out and talk to us?" And the more we talked to them, you know, they said, well, you know, we have nine offices. Everybody has different PowerPoint presentations with letterhead. You know, people are using different fonts. We think maybe we should be in social media, but we don't know what to do. And so there was this whole laundry list of things they had. And I said, you know what? Here's what we need to do. We need to have a plan. Because we could dive in and we could create letterhead. We could dive in. We could do social media. But at the end of the day, we need a plan that includes a a priority list of what we need to do because we can't get everything done at once. And so the biggest bang for the buck, and it takes longer and it's frustrating because it adds time, but the best approach is is to develop a plan. And so it took us about four, maybe six weeks by the time we got our arms around all the needs. And then we went back and we made a presentation to them of everything that, of the plan and everything that needed to be included if they were to, you know, to really move forward and be serious about updating their, um, their, their branding. And then, listed the, here's the first thing we're going to do. Here's the second thing. This is what can be done concurrently. And believe it or not, last but not least is the website. Because they have Mm. one, it's fine, Mm -hmm. it works, all this other stuff is a mess. So let's clean up the mess and we'll tackle the bigger stuff because they were saying, oh, and then you could do the website. And, And I said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it right away. Let's start with what we can do and build. So that's really the that's the approach we try to take. Sometimes it works. Other times they're mm-hmm. anxious and or they have an immediate need, and it doesn't work. Yesterday I saw not, I met with a nonprofit. We've done some work for them before, and mm-hmm. they want something very specific. So does a plan work for them? They should have it, but they don't see the need, and their their focus is different. So, you know, many times you have to follow the, what you know, you follow what the client needs, but, but the best approach is really to have a plan. Yeah, the reason I asked that, that question was because I was at a meeting myself of, of, of nonprofits the other day, and, and the gentleman was giving a presentation about his nonprofit, uh, just a brief presentation, and on the uh, PowerPoint, on the screen behind him, 
was the name of his organization and the, his company's mission statement. And he said, I'm not going to turn around and look. I really can't tell you. I can't cite my mission statement. We just do blank. And I thought, that's not a good thing for, you, you know, maybe your mission statement me- needs to be shorter and more memorable because isn't it isn't it real important that the CEO and, of course, uh, all of the employees can can recite the mission statement i've always heard that uh i think it's important but i think i a couple of things number one the mission statement should be memorable and it should shouldn't be so long that people don't know it by heart and number two the mission statement and or purpose for the business should really just flow off their flow off their tongue because they should be kind of living it right so right. I don't put, I don't write, a, we don't encourage people for long mission, vision, value statements. Say what your mission mm-hmm. is, whether you can, and to dismiss what you've already got on a PowerPoint degrades the importance of your organization in the eyes of your audience. So you've already taken a step back and discouraged them from doing business with you or donating or whatever. I mean, but that's presentation skills 101 too. Oh, well, I I thought so. (laughs) I didn't think very, very highly of the the situation, but I thought, you know, then, you know, shorten the mission statement. What you do is very important. And, you know, one of the key tenets is of building a culture amongst your employees uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is is that everybody knows, especially these days with millennials in the, in the workplace, um, they want to know what's the purpose behind my work. Exactly, exactly. And, and it, should be, it should be evergreen so that it doesn't matter who in the organization is talking about the organization, it makes sense to them as well. Many, many of these mission statements serve only a certain audience or a certain purpose, they should be evergreen and they should apply to everyone. Um, and and they, they shouldn't be technical and they, they really need to be simplistic so that people get it. You know, whether it's to our mission is to um, improve the, the health of whatever or our mission is to be the best because or our mission is to support x y and z needs to be pretty you know it needs to be pretty succinct and pretty small the nonprofit i was with yesterday um their mission is to support and employ and transform the lives of people with disabilities plain and simple mm-hmm. no matter who is talking about the mission they get it and you don't have to include your name in that mission, people get what you do, and so Absolutely. it doesn't have to be a real. It doesn't have to be long and fancy. It just has to be memorable. And, and that because that word picture, and this is this is what you do, as I understand it. That word picture then is translated into a graphic representation in your logo and your branding materials, so that uh, the, that one supports the other. Correct. Yes. Because you yeah. know, a picture is worth a lot of wor- is worth uh, what's the adage a thousand more than a thousand words, 
And that that really is true. You know, it's interesting. We do write a lot of copy, and you know, in today's um, uh, research is showing that you know these big long blog posts and big long posts in social channels are getting read more and more uptake and whatever. And that may be good for an audience, but the average person who's getting bombarded with these things, they're looking at at copy and sound bites. I don't know how many times people have looked at brochures and said, oh, great brochure, never read a word. But they looked right. at the pictures, and they looked at the captions beneath the pictures, and if the pictures and the captions within the pictures or the sound bite sentences make sense to them, they're good, and then they move on. And that's the whole point behind having that kind of propaganda. Yeah, we've become a nation of headline readers. <laughs> uh, but, uh, w- with all of that, uh, if you were if you were uh, speaking directly to one of our listeners right now and didn't know much about them, wh- what question would you ask them to determine whether they might be a good client for you? Um, tell me about your business. Tell me, uh, are you successful? How do you measure success? And how and what um, what kind of message do you want your audience to learn? Mm-hmm. Um, if they're able to articulate that, um, there's a pretty good likelihood that we can help them. Um, we we typically don't work with startups because startups are still getting their footing. And startups mm-hmm. really want support in making the decisions about the brand and about the products and moving forward. And in my experience, that's a no-win situation. They kind of have to figure that out. And I get that companies evolve, but they need to figure that out before they decide to put any marketing against that. So, for, the, for example, this, um, uh, this gas and oil uh, um, manufacturer and supplier that we have, they've had a reason, reasonable level of success. They can tell me what they told us clearly, what they did and who their clients were and what they want to tell their clients. They just haven't been doing it. So or in a cohesive manner. They have a lot of salespeople. The salespeople have been, you know, managing the message. They are very, um, they're spotlighted in their industry and in the industry associations, and that's been good. But they know they need a better message to get more traction for, for their efforts. And that's, so those are the kinds of questions we ask. And, and that's, when, that's when they see how we can help them. Great, great information, Kathleen. Thank you so much for joining me. So I want to point out to our listeners, uh, go to com. I'll spell it out for you. Here you go. K-M-C-E-N-T-E-E-A-S-S-O-C.com. Check that out. Or if you're going on Twitter, it's at Kathleen McEntee. Again, M-C-E-N-T-E-E. Uh, and Kathleen, uh, you do a great job of helping us understand what you do and how you do it. And uh, it's, it's something that all of our listeners should be taking advantage of. Uh, any any last words for our listeners? 
Um, it's important to make sure that you're talking to the right audience with the right message. But it's most important that you're talking to them. Don't worry about figuring out getting all the words really, uh, really clear. Just make sure you're doing something. Then you're out in the market. Wonderful. Hey, thank you so much for coming on uh, with me once again today and, uh, and sharing your wisdom and knowledge with our listeners. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. I really enjoyed it. You have a good day, too. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 